Seniors, woo, not doing seniors, although I'm sure they would enjoy it. Downloadable, co- <laughs> downloadable coffee, Dallas. I'm your host, Rebecca, and today I have joining me. I'm Michael Sewell, as usual. And we have our guest today, which is I'm Daniel Shea. Uh, we're going to get into a little bit into Daniel Shea later later in the episode, so stay tuned. Uh, this is a podcast where we recap the game events happening around the DFW area and beyond, as well as look back at the topics that took over the G- the VGOCC. Last week. The video Game Open Coffee Club. Video Game Open Coffee Club. That's a mouthful. Say that ten times fast. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. <laughs> so, uh, let's take a look back at the past events that happened recently, and then we'll look at the ones coming up. So, last week, on July 8th, Dallas Society of Play had their summer mingle, which was at Whirly... Whirly... Whirly Ball Whirly. and Indie Game Social. Yeah, but it was at Whirly Burly? I forget it. Whirly Burly. I forgot what it was. You think I would remember because you did like the tongue twister for it last Oh, episode. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, that was about it. <laughs> it was a very slow week. Uh, and they, they should be bringing up their next one. Um, yeah. There aren't a lot of events happening right now. I mean, <clears throat> it's been it's been super busy for me, but that's for a number of reasons. <laughs> we got weddings coming up, organizing bachelor party stuff, and uh, well, of course work and Right, well, Joking okay. a million things. Anyway. Well, stuff outside of Michael life, here's what's yeah. coming up. Yeah. Upcoming events. 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 A bunch of short guys, July 15th, Sunday, Makerspace, they're doing the really, really long life drawing pose. And that is July 15th. Uh, Dallas Society of Play has not announced their newest event, but we should hear about it in the next couple of days, maybe next towards the end of the week. Of course, the second Thursday of every month at Vickery Park in Plano is the Game Dev Drink Up. Uh, that's the second Thursday of every month. Yep. So that's coming up. And conferences coming up in the area. These are a little bit later, probably uh, once in September. This one, there's one this month. Uh, so July 27th, Let's Play Game... Gaming Expo 2018 at the Irving Convention Center. I believe this is either the first year that they're doing it there. I think so, yeah. It should be. So it looks really... <clears throat> the Convention Center, if you haven't been there, is really nice. <laughs> it looks really nice. Even the outside is very pretty. Uh, and then a bunch of short guys event. Their conference is coming up in September. It's the Industry Giants. I'm mentioning it now because you can get 50% off your ticket up until July 21st. As well as uh, Big Design, too. Their conferences yeah. are at the same time. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm not clear on this. If you get a ticket for one, do you also get a ticket for the other? Or do you have to buy two tickets Ooh, I if don't you know. want to attend both? I should talk to the organizers. Yeah, we'll, we'll get clarification on that. Mm. Mm. So that is what is coming up in events. There's also a QuakeCon uh, in early August. Oh, that is and, uh, right. Tickets have gone on sale, and buy your own computer ticket or bring your own computer tickets uh, also went on sale. I wouldn't be surprised if all those seats are taken, but oh. the event itself is still a lot of fun. And I think this year they, because it's at the Gaylord. Yes. I think this year they actually rented out the entire Gaylord. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think, I want to say, 
And that was some rumors trickling around last year uh, because we only had half of it and we we're sharing it with another. Yeah, there was like a Mary Kay conference or something last year at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Last year was the first year at the Gaylord, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's their first year returning to the Gaylord. Oh, Apparently okay. they've been there before and it didn't go so well. And now they've gone back. <laughs> so I think they worked out whatever uh, drama they had between them. Hopefully. So, hopefully. Maybe the organizers are just stewing. <laughs> uh, so, this is the point where we go ahead and get into the recap. It's what what's happened. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the topics that we covered during the Thursday and Friday groups of the VGOCC. Um, but first, uh, our expansion topic is, uh, I want to give a little bit of brief explanation of what our expansion topic is. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. We have a guest. Oh my God, we have a guest. Kids, clean up! We have a guest! We have a guest! Or I should say our guest of the day, Daniel Shea. He is a music composer. (laughs) He's looking to get into video games. He just went uh, indie, I'm going to say. You just went indie. You officially worked on some game titles. Um, He just went indie, and I brought him on because he just released his album, Sorty But Somewhat Chippy. So he's going to talk a little bit about himself later on. So stay tuned for that. Alrighty. Okay, so let's get into the recap. Recap. There wasn't a lot that went on this week. Um, there was, well, over the last couple of weeks, because you just had the end of... At E3, which means all of the news has kind of pitted out now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and last week was also the f- July 5th, <laughs> so or July 4th, Ooh, Independence Day. Yay! Yeah, yeah, a lot of people were taking off and uh, on vacation and all that. Yeah, so there wasn't a whole lot of news. What did hit, and this is what we talked about the Thursday group, what did hit is Roblox. Roblox? What, what, how do you say the name Roblox. of that game? Roblox. Okay. Yeah. Roblox, once again, we talked about this before, where a six-year-old uh, had somehow ended up in a dungeon porn. <laughs> yeah. Great. Right? Yeah. Uh, so once again, they had another situation where, uh, I hate highlighting these things, but it's just kind of for parents to be aware in case we have parents, and uh, just be aware. Uh, there were two male users that put genitalia onto their characters and then brutally raped a four, four-year-old's avatar in the game um they were immediately banned once it was found out immediately banned and the makers are absolutely ticked they're absolutely ticked and they came out and said we are trying to do everything that we can to prevent these sorts of things happening in the future but again we talked about it before it's really hard when you have a game it's got like 64 million i want to say users yeah yeah it's got a lot of users, and this is worldwide and that's one of those games where you can customize literally everything right yeah so it's like Second Life in that you can't control what content right. is on there. And even if they were to, because a lot of people are like, why don't you just have people look over the content? Well, one, it could slow it down. But two, then your overhead for the game goes dramatically. Oh, yeah. Up. You'd need a whole team just to review every submission, and that'd be <clears throat> thousands a day. Yeah. Yeah. So mm, there's no perfect solution, but being aware. Uh, parents that I'm aware of, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, parents uh, that uh, just kind of give their kids the game, be aware that these things do happen. 
uh, and immediately, it sounds like they immediately respond uh, when situations like this, especially involving a child, happen. Yeah. So if you have a situation like that happen, immediately report it to the creators of the game and let them take care of it from there. Uh, so that's, do you remember anything else from Thursday? Um, no, it was a blur because <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a dry week for news. We ended up talking a lot about superheroes and comics and stuff. Yeah. I think we did talk a little bit about, uh, maybe we talked more about it on Friday, but like things happening in Fortnite, random sky splitting kind of stuff. Yeah. So on the Friday group, we got a little bit more into Fortnite because mm-hmm. we have a few play- people that play that game a lot in there. It, we were talking about the Battle Pass, uh, how it's, uh, how Sony is kind of screwing everybody over because they're not allowing... Have we talked about that on the podcast yet? I think we briefly touched on it last week, but we okay. didn't... Re- I mean, we can go into a lot more today. Sure. Because um, uh, even the makers of Fallout 76 have said, Sony is not as helpful as we'd like them to be. <laughs> yeah. Because they are really just creating that their own little ecosystem and they don't really like anything that comes from the outside. It was interesting when Fortnite launched, uh, both their PVP or their, I'm sorry, their, their battle Royale and their save the world modes. Um, when it launched crossplay was enabled by default on every system. So PC players could play with PS4 and Xbox and all of that. Uh, and then Sony got in a, you know, little, little ticked Mm -hmm. as it were and, uh, had them rip that out. Mm, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Mm. And then the deal with, that people are furious about now is that if you ever link to your account with a Sony console, uh, you can't then link your account with either the Xbox or the, or the Nintendo consoles. So I was excited at the E3 news that Fortnite's on switch. Mm. Right. And I went and downloaded it, but I had at one point uh, upstairs, we're publishing their physical copies of the game. So everybody in the building got, got a copy. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, which had, like, codes for free stuff. And I had a PS4 copy. So, of course, I wanted to get my free stuff. Real quick, we say this, you say it a lot upstairs. Gearbox is upstairs. Yeah, we're, we're in the Gearbox <laughs> software building. Gearbox, so continue. Uh, <laughs> so then I download it on Switch, and I go to link my account, and I get that wall. And I, I'm permanently locked out of my <coughs> my Switch version, at least if, unless I want to make a new character. The new latest account. news that came out is that Sony is looking into how to make it more... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were joking about that upstairs too. Uh, yeah, okay, wow. I think they're going to come out with like a higher tier of their monthly rate online service, the PlayStation Plus. I bet it's going to be PS Plus Plus. This is my guess, and uh, they're going to charge you more to have crossplay on every platform, and people will pay for that. Absolutely, they will. Oh, it's ridiculous! Oh, big business! Oh, you look at some of the gamer rage that everybody's aware of out there. I mean, you see these videos of people getting their World of Warcraft account deleted and they're freaking out trying oh, yeah. to shove a remote in. in a oh, world. I forgot about that video. <laughs> and it's like, Sony, you're going to do this? Look at what you're doing. <laughs> Come on. Oh, jeez. No. Ah. Oh, one of the things I didn't know about Fortnite is that they had seasons. Yes. I yeah. did not know. It's uh, So one of our members had mentioned this. It's actually really, really ingenious of them to be doing seniors. That's, whoa, seniors. Woo! Not doing seniors, although I'm sure they would enjoy it. Um, doing... <laughs> we, are, we are a PG podcast. <laughs> did I say anything explicit? <laughs> I didn't say saying. anything explicit. Oh, jeez. 
Oh, I forgot where I was going. Oh, okay. So incremental because they know that the, that they only have a short time to really draw in players. Mm-hmm. That they do it these incremental episodes of just things that are going on. And the latest one is their sky is cracking. Yeah. I don't play yeah. Fortnite, so I don't know a whole lot about it. But one of the let's players that I like to watch often, uh, he was talking about it and he was mentioning how. He ran through, like, I guess they have, like, a little time vortex or something like that going mm-hmm. on in the game. He ran through one, and it ripped off his skin. <laughs> so he can That's no, cool. I didn't he know can no longer play with that skin, is what he was saying. Uh, which is kind of weird to me, but he had, like, a tomato head. Uh, it's Jacksepticeye. It's one of yeah, his, yeah. his let streams. That sounds odd, though, because you have to pay for those skins. So is it permanently locked out of his account, or is it something they're just doing for the season? I think it might be something doing that they're doing for the season. So, again, don't know. But if I had to predict, and your skin just got ripped off you, I think it's going to come back to you next season. Probably. <laughs> Epic's been pretty good about, about all their cosmetics and stuff. So Yeah. I mean, I have been playing Fortnite. Uh, I got into it in Season 2, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they're heading into 5 Yes. now. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I think it was season three because I jumped in for that John Wick skin. <laughs> I, I saw that online. I was like, I want that. So started playing the game for that. Right, but, and then they released the Thanos thing. Yes. Yeah. Same. Yeah. You, you when uh, Infinity War came out, they put in a version of the of the game where there was like some super power, or you could it was the gauntlet, like the Infinity Gauntlet was okay. in the world, and if you picked it up, you turned into Thanos and <clears> had like. Five times as much health, could jump super high, had laser beams and stuff. Uh, and it was like a King of the Hill kind of thing. Like, everybody was coming at you, but you could kill them easily. That's pretty sweet. <clears throat> yeah, I was reading something saying, um, I guess, the, and I, I don't play Fortnite mm-hmm. either, but I've just been, I guess, reading about some of it. And I guess the pattern they had kind of uh, established was something would disappear, and then a portal would appear, and then something else would disappear, and then mm-hmm. a portal would appear. And then finally, like, I guess an anchor has appeared in game. Yeah, the first so. item to appear out of nowhere was that anchor. Okay. Uh, but Are the we things like disappeared. A ship anchor or Yeah, yeah, like a literal ship yeah. anchor. How so, uh, in game. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I haven't found it in game yet and I've okay. not seen a banana for scale well, yet. Well, it's so. obviously not very big. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, <clears throat> but what's interesting is all those things that have been disappearing have been appearing in the real world. Uh, so there's there's a, a there's a location in the game called Greasy Grove, and mm-hmm. it's like a, a burger shop with a bunch of houses around it and all that stuff. Right. There's a giant giant burger mascot on top of that restaurant mm-hmm. in the game, mm-hmm. right? And you could climb up there, you could you could destroy it with your pickaxe and all that stuff, whatever. Uh, but one of those portals appeared around it and was there for a couple days, and then it like zapped out of existence. So you can no longer find that in game, but in the I think it's in Death Valley in the California desert in real life, a giant burger it modeled to look exactly the same appeared in the desert. And there's one of the Fortnite cop cars near it. And like this, this tent that says like uh, the vortex. If, if you found this, you're in, here's the site of the vortex or something like that. Excuse me. It's really interesting. Huh. I'm really like, regardless of whether or not you like Fortnite, what Epic's doing to bring in players and to to make the game more interesting is uh, on a level I haven't really seen from many games. 
at least in a long while. No, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it PUBG or Fortnite that's new players dropping off? I think it's PUBG. Uh, I think it's probably a little bit of both at this okay. point. But. Uh, yeah, but Fortnite, I want to say Fortnite is the one that's managed to maintain and increase their revenue yeah. hand over hand each yes. month. Um, so it's really cool. PUBG is still in a bit of hot water because of a lot of things they've done, especially taking that lawsuit, which they have dropped. Yeah, they dropped the lawsuit. Against uh, Epic for Fortnite. So it's going to be interesting to see how they continue to grow. And what their player base is going to look like, um, mm-hmm. especially because we know that it's gone on to mobile now. So that's going to only expand the player base at this point. Well, now the player base is frustrated with uh, Blue Hole for bringing in their own battle pass into PUBG, which I would, I would argue that the battle pass is part of the reason why Fortnite has done so well. Mm-hmm. Because the battle pass, when you, when you pick that up, uh, you see all of the things that you're going to get for all of the ranks of the pass. Uh, if you are playing and you rank up enough, uh, it, it's like ten bucks or something. But if you if you're playing consistently, you will get enough points back to go, just go ahead and buy the next season's battle pass. So you, it, if you're playing that regularly, it's like a one and keep going thing. Cool. Um, but Fortnite is free to play, mm-hmm. whereas uh, PUBG is twenty dollars, I think, or maybe thirty mm. upfront. And now they're also asking for an event pass, which is similar to what Fortnite's doing? Yeah. Well, now we know why they dropped the lawsuit. <laughs> I thought that maybe they realized they're both owned by Tencent. Mm. Like, oh, this won't go well. Mm. <laughs> so, okay. So that's what we talked about over the uh, week. Mm-hmm. Um, before we meet our guests, let's go through our shout outs real quick. Sure. Uh, so shout out as always to Trey, uh, Trey Hodge, who does TreyMix.com. Who's been uh, and who regularly uploads on YouTube ways of just making your stuff sound better? Yeah, he's our, our editor in chief for the podcast. Editor, thank you, Trey. Thank you Thanks, so Trey. much. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, and if you're looking to, uh, if you're looking and need help with your podcast or anything like that, definitely reach out to Trey. He's always excited to help new people. Uh, so definitely reach out to him. Uh, also, shout out to Anwar. Now that we have Anchor Fix. Our podcast is now going up regularly. Last week, because of the 4th of July, we got a little bit off of schedule, but mm-hmm. we're going to try, try, and I say this loosely, loosely, try and get episodes up by Wednesday. Uh, so Every week. Every week. Every <laughs> week. And that's, that is our try no, goal. <laughs> no, all episodes will be one Wednesday. You can only view them that Wednesday. No, I'm just I'm kidding. We just record them for the month and we we'll <laughs> yeah. them the last Wednesday. <laughs> Call it a Stephen bomb. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Okay, so uh, again, shout out to NY. Thank you so much for stepping up and posting for us because I know a lot of us get super busy and just having one thing that's taken off our plate so we don't feel like we're running everything is a, is a huge uh, stress, stress relief. So thank you so much. Uh, also, thank you to Nerdvana once again uh, for letting us use their podcast space for, jeez, Almost seven months now. Oh my gosh, yeah. We're getting close to episode 25. This is 22. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, we've been going since, uh, Daniel, we've been going since... January. January, the end of January, mid-end of January. Okay, sweet. Yeah. I think we've only actually missed like one week. What? Yeah. Because everybody was out. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. So, and we were, we got really nervous about where we're going to end up doing the podcast when they're about to change. But thank you to them. They definitely let us continue here, Uh, which also thank you to you for sticking with them and trying to figure out. 
Well, it helps that the person who owns Nirvana uh, also is married to the CEO of the company I work for. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. Well, so thanks uh, again, Christy, for letting us use this space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, let's get into yes. Daniel. Uh, Bend Daniel. over. I'm just. <laughs> <What? terrible. laughs> Jeez, I'm not guys. a senior. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Oh, oh PG, right. we got it. Mm. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oof. Everybody take a quick shower. We'll be <laughs> yes. Oh, man. So Rule sorry, 34, man. man. Come on. I thought we weren't going to reach that stage, but we did. Uh, okay. <coughs> I got to call my wife. Hang on. <laughs> okay, okay. So, uh, thank you for sticking around for those of you that have. We are going to be talking about, I'm so done with you all. Uh, we're going to be talking to Daniel Shea, who is not only a music producer, but also a member of our community. He's been coming to the Thursday and has started to come to the Friday group as well. Uh, so please tell us a little bit about you. Um, I know you went indie recently, so give me, yeah. get, tell us a little bit about your journey. Um, so, hi, I'm Daniel Shea. Um, yeah, I've been doing, uh, I, you know, I got my degree in music composition stuff Um uh, music I guess at UNT uh, and I've been doing composition for various projects as part-time gig on the side basically while I do full-time stuff as a software developer mm-hmm. for years so I've done various you know local projects over the last few years but it was just I guess in the last uh, you know going into 2018 I felt like this was going to be the year to just make the full-time freelance transition so yeah, I walked away from, from the corporate world, uh, I guess, three months ago, two, three months ago. Did wow. you find that as a scary leap? Because I left Microsoft and jumped right into freelance writing, and that was, oof, it's like, that's tearing the net from under yeah. you. You got the safety net. There's a lot of people, I, I don't know if you felt this way, but there's a lot of people that don't take that leap. They just rather do it as a side <laughs> thing. Yeah. Um, but did you find it really scary? It, it was, yeah. I mean, I was making money as a composer, but like... You know, walking away from the salary thing is, it, it was a lot of discussion, but my wife is sweet and super supportive and, you know, we budgeted and worked it all out and, and uh, yeah, it's been great, um, you know, and working on, I've been meeting up with the DSOP people, Dallas Society of Play, a lot mm-hmm. of working on a bunch of random stuff with them. We did, uh, y'all are all aware, I'm sure, that they had their cartridge sham a few months right, ago. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that was a blast to work on. How many games did you get to do sound for? My music got featured in three different uh, games, which... Yeah, That's awesome. Was, yeah, I was... Super Are they all proud. out there in the internet now? Uh, somewhere. They're, they're <laughs> somewhere, yeah. Um, but that was a lot of fun, and, you know, I got some of the best compliments of my life, you know, working with those guys. And you get to work with some of the... Just, neatest talented people you know in the city mm-hmm. it was cool uh yeah we did like there was a zombie game that you know super last minute they approached me and said hey the guy doing sound on this uh has been busy with a bunch of stuff and hasn't had a chance to to take a look at the music side of it he's been so caught up with all the sound library stuff do you think you could squeeze something out in 24 hours <laughs> I was like uh yeah i'll do it <laughs> <laughs> that's so, a jam for you yeah, so, you know, this zombie game, and then there was a brawler and, uh, like, a campaign side-scrolling beat-em-up kind of thing where you fight a series of bosses. Basically, uh, Hitler kicks your dog, and <laughs> so you have to go take him out. Yeah, a lot of fun stuff. 
Okay. Well, so you just released your album, what was it, two weeks ago almost? Uh, yeah, I think two or three weeks, sorted and somewhat chippy, which is a collection of various pieces from some of the different projects I've worked on, I guess, uh, mostly between like 2015 and, and early 2018. Okay. Some of the stuff from the Cartridge Sham is on there. Um, I think four pieces from the Cartridge Sham. There's a song on your album that that tossed me right back into Kingdom Heart time. <laughs> uh, Sweet. It's got like this almost jungle beat to it, I want to say. Donkey Kong jungle beat? Sorry. Almost. No, it's, but seriously, that's, yeah. That's a great <laughs> Donkey Kong. It is, it is actually. So tell us, why did you decide to get into music, uh, this this part of music composing, doing it for video games? Why video games? Um, honestly, like my <laughs> first memory of of like discovering fun and entertainment uh, was the original Mario on NES and the original Legend of Zelda. Um, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to look up his album and I think I misspelled yeah, it. Be, yes. It's so on S-O-R- the Facebook group. <laughs> so. Oh. Yeah, S-O-R-D-I-D. Uh, oh, sorted. sorted. I was thinking like sword and sorcery. Sorry, yeah, sorted. S O R D I D and then a plus for the and sorted and somewhat chippy. Got um, it. Oh, oh, keep going. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Honestly, I I made the decision at like somewhere between two and four years old that that I wanted to make video game music playing Mario and, and Zelda the originals. I I feel like I you know I owe my first memories of fun to Koji Kondo, the guy that, that mm-hmm. composed those soundtracks, and um, and then yeah, you know. All, all my favorite stuff growing up. Banjo Kazooie had a huge impact on me. <laughs> Click Clock Wood. If you haven't played Banjo Kazooie, run out, watch a Let's Play of it, play it, whatever. Get an N64. I feel like everybody should probably own one of those anyway. Yeah, right. Click Clock Wood is amazing. The way like the instrumentation <clears throat> changes and the tempo and stuff based on like you know the weather and the season and if you're underwater like but. It's, it's fascinating the way the way the music kind of changes. Music was a very large part of the banjo games. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even the collectibles were notes, right? Well, mm-hmm. I would hope it would be a large part with banjo and kazooie being the Oh, names. yeah, I guess their names are <laughs> instruments, aren't they? Yeah. I would very much hope it would be. Yeah, Grant Kirkhope, though, genius. Is there a particular soundtrack in any of your games that, you, that you're that you like, that's the one that you should always go listen to that, a pick-me-up maybe? Uh, oh, like, like for you. Oh, like, uh, yeah. Other people's work. That's just like a go-to mm-hmm. from. Um, gosh, yeah, the Final Fantasy VI soundtrack mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. like, is probably the <clears throat> the score I've listened to the most. Yeah, because I mean, it covers such a broad range of. I mean, the game's basically an opera. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah. In fact, they have an opera in the game. They do. Yeah, which is one of the coolest levels in in any game ever. Yeah, that. That is my go-to, I guess. Have you? So I, I mentioned it earlier, but have you uh, checked out Sword and Sorcery? I have not. It's uh, it's an indie title that was started and run by a composer, uh, and the whole game is based around the music written for the game. Okay. Uh, I think it, it'd probably be right up your alley. Yeah, I will check it out. Check that out. This is a little bit off topic, but I was just thinking about Baby Driver. Because I watched it recently. Okay. Oh, there's um there's a moment where the music cuts out and they just have the guns and all the gunfire is played to the tune of a song. Sweet. The entire movie is is played to music. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You might really really enjoy that. Yeah, I've heard the movie is fantastic. It's just uh, you know one of the ones I haven't had a chance to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, tell us a little bit about Sorted and Chippy. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a little all over the place just because it's stuff from various projects. Um, but I mean, for the most part, it, it kind of... Um, Am I getting too technical? Because to people who aren't into music theory, <laughs> it's boring as hell. <laughs> the um, obvious, right? No, like, no, the top, yeah, oh, okay. getting into music theory, like, just people, I think people prefer the short answer that is, oh, it's magic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's kind of, um, for the most part, it combines, like, pop and rock and orchestra kind of instruments and ideas with a little bit of, like, chiptune influence. There's some that's a little more heavy on the chiptune, um, sounds. Is there a track on there that you, is one of your favorites? Um, God, that, that's. Oh, I asked a tough question. Well, there. yeah, I mean, <laughs> you spend you spend like so many hours on each one, you kind of fall in love with them all for different reasons. Um, yeah, I mean, the one there's one called "Somebody Kicked My Poochie." That's um, <laughs> from the that's from the card jam, and that one I had I had a tremendous amount of fun um, playing playing with that one and it's it's you know it's kind of like people have listened to it and said oh man that sounds like prog rock and other people have listened to it and sound, said oh that sounds like something you'd hear at the club which is weird because those are two very conflicting <laughs> yeah. genres but it was kind of fun mixing ideas honestly i was going for uh, uh something like uh, yeah killer instinct everybody yeah killer yeah instinct, right? yeah kind of the the TJ Combo, um, you know, his levels, like the street level or the boxing ring level, that kind of funk sound. I wanted to kind of combine that with like a little bit of chip tune and, and what I guess what came out for some people was prog rock. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And then there's one called Super Mock and the uh, Big Nasty Bark Dog, mm. um, which is the most chip tune sounding one. Um, that one I had a lot of fun. I don't like to do a lot of straight chiptune. Um, I like to kind of mix chiptune sounds with other things. Mm -hmm. So out of curiosity, because you're saying it a lot, and I kind of have an idea, but for those that don't, what exactly is chip? Chip music is, uh, I mean, if, like full-on chip music is the, the people who take like old game hardware, like be it an arcade machine or a Game Boy or whatever, and then do some some voodoo with it and uh, and get it to produce. They will write music that goes through those sound chips or whatever and mm -hmm. comes out in the authentic original sounds. They have a lot of instrument packs you can buy that emulate those retro sounds. Um, so I you know I use some of those sounds like the eight bit you know mm -hmm. kind of music or like down sampled like sixteen bit kind of super NES mm -hmm. um, instrument kind of sounds. So I mix a lot of that kind of stuff and I'll, I'll take like regular drums and then just downsample them to sound like Super Nintendo quality drums and stuff like that. Uh, so do you have preferred tools that you work with? Um, uh, I see you've got a focus right, uh, right over there. For audio interfaces, I, I, I love their, their stuff. They make, they make wonderful audio interfaces. Software, you know, I, I like... Uh, Cubase for recording, and then I, I use the Contact Library and East-West Libraries. Chip Sounds has a great library for if you're into writing chiptune kind of music, or there's one uh, that plays through Contact called Super Audio Cart. They've got a lot of <laughs> fantastic um, retro instruments built into that that I recommend. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I have my go-to stuff. Those are some of them. But 
Okay. So you've got me really excited to listen to your album, actually. I've, I went and added it to my library. I'm going to listen to it while I'm working today. Why don't you tell uh, our listeners where they can find it? Uh, it's pretty much uh, all the major distribution, digital distribution platforms now. You can find it on, uh, of course, CD Baby. You can find it on iTunes, Amazon. I believe it's on Google Play. Now. That's where I found it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Apple Music. It's on Spotify. If you just want to listen to it before before you buy it. But, you know, if you've got the money, please buy my album. I'm almost out of Zima, and I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, guys. <laughs> I was going to ask, uh, what is your preferred method of listening to it? Do you prefer, like, listening to it from start to finish, traditional album style, or do you prefer individual songs at a time? Uh, yeah, that, that's a good question. Um, it, yeah, it's one that because it's a collection from different pieces it's definitely an album you can pick and choose your favorites and listen to it in any order you want most albums like I, when I listen to an album I try to listen start to finish mm-hmm. like uh, you know I I try to assume that, that the composer you know picked an order intentionally I, I know a lot of times like the, the the producers and the people financing it you know pick, pick their order but uh, yeah I mean I, I've spent a lot of time you know, in high school, middle school, making big CDs. And so I spend a lot of time, you know, trying to, even if it's a random collection, pick out the perfect order. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I would listen to it start to finish, but, uh, you know. Cool, that's what I'll do today. Yeah. So final question. Do you have any advice for anybody that is looking to get into co- producing music for video games or um, just in general? Um... Uh, yeah, I would say, and I think it applies to every kind of art. Um, but definitely, I, I don't don't do like all heart, no brain, or all brain, no heart. It should it should always be half and half. Like there's something to be said for trusting your gut instinct and being inspired and going with what you feel, but also you know study. Like if you write read right and read intentionally like what do I like about this what do I not like about this why do I like or not like it did the person who made it want me to not like it for a reason are they wanting me to feel that kind of like like frustration or is it lazy or sloppy you know Um, so be intentional when you consume Um, and if you're thinking about if you're thinking about making the leap and feeling that kind of apprehension is that a word is mm-hmm. apprehension a word yes apprehension is a word because I said it. <laughs> um, you know you do do what you know in your in your heart you have to do if you're if you're afraid that's that's natural but but you got to make that leap right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree that's that's one of the hardest thing I think for a lot of people who are going out there and doing the indie or the freelance thing making that leap taking that jump out into the open and hoping that you just have a parachute or your wings will sprout and fly and carry you on is one of the most scariest things that you can possibly possibly do one of the most scariest things and I can only imagine how scary it was for you because you have a wife you have a family right and I know that there are some people that make that jump and they have kids so Mm -hmm. huge Huge thumbs up to you, dude. Huge respect. <laughs> huge respect, is, Daniel. I have a huge amount of respect for anybody who can make that kind of leap. Mm. So that's incredibly impressive. I appreciate it. Thanks. So, okay. 
uh, that's about all we have for the podcast today. Uh, check out Daniel's sorty but somewhat chippy. Sorted. Sorted. Oh, uh, jeez. Sorted but so, uh, plus somewhat chippy plus somewhat chippy uh, on all of the major downloadable platforms and uh if you are looking to join in our conversation we have a discord a facebook and i think anchor but please don't as a way of of also commenting uh if you have a topic or you have your own thoughts or you have questions for daniel please put them in the discord put them in the facebook let's get some conversation going or if you would like to come meet daniel or any one of us at in person you can usually find me and Michael. Uh, you can find me Thursdays and Fridays, but Michael on Friday and Daniel mm-hmm. sometimes there. <laughs> yeah. uh, I would like to shout out to Joel Hires who sure. yeah. uh, did the album artwork for me. Oh, good. Yeah. He's uh, my next oh. target. <laughs> he's he's fantastic. I mean, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, dude. Dude is a wizard. I mean, he li- lives, breathes, drinks art. Um, he, I have him doing my book cover. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's fantastic. I loved working with him. He took took you know the vague idea that I wanted and and just like made it you know made something truly like better than what I wanted or asked for or imagined. You know, he's he's definitely one of those guys where you give him a reference, he'll take it and run. So shout out, Joel. Too much praise. All right. So again, thank you. Come out to the coffee clubs. It's Thursdays and Fridays. Thursday, Whole Foods off Runner Road in Plano. Fridays here at Nirvana Coffee, 8 a.m. Hope to see you then. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.